Welcome back on 99.3 Nigeria in five hour or it's two minutes past five. And we have a big, big conversation. I mean, if there was any conversation you should be listening to now, it is this one on your number one talk news and sports station. Remember, you can send us questions, comments, uh, inquiries, uh, contributions on 0809-597-5805. That's on WhatsApp. Again, 0809-597-5805. And on social media at Nigeria Info FM at our mobile. All across the social media, offline, online, Across the dailies yesterday, there were headlines. IMF say Nigeria may spend 100% of its revenue on debt servicing by 2026. IMF saying that Nigeria in two years, $6.8 billion it's going to be spending. IMF projecting inflation rate 22% for Nigeria by the end of this year. And was still IMF saying that Nigeria spend by the end of the year 500 billion naira on oil on fuel subsidy coming up to 6 trillion naira by the end of uh, this year and it goes on and on but they say also too that when the Dangote refinery comes up maybe just maybe we can have a breath of relief our resource person our guest this evening is a friend of the house and um it's always a pleasure to have Balazaka. Balazaka, where Stu Hart is a, a petroleum engineer as well as a chartered accountant. Great to have you, Balazaka, join us this evening. Thank you, and uh, uh, I greet all the listeners and viewers uh, around the world. <laughs> Excellent. And I fear for our conversation today, Balazaka, that we may have to have a part two because we have such, so many things to unwrap in the conversation uh, today. If you've got questions for Balazaka, he said, once the lines are open, we put him on the firing range and fire. <laughs> because exactly. he's going Let to say... Let them hit as hard as possible because we, are t- <laughs> we want to discuss and, and arrive at solutions in national interest. Right. Also, bearing in mind that come 2023, mm. we're going to have a new, or most likely going to have new sets of political and economic leaders. Mm. So, I mean, this kind of discussion couldn't have come at a better time. Straight. So, two big points from this report, which was put out by the uh, IMF representatives uh, for Nigeria. They took out the report from the Sub-Saharan report. First, uh, which is why I love I have you, because you can deal with both issues. One, on the fiscal side, which is around um, the debt problems, and then the second having to do with... um, uh, the subsidy question uh, as, uh, from a petroleum engineer's point of view. But above all, we love the way you uh, break it down to the common man and woman on the street in understanding what the real issues are. So uh, first with the debt problem, they, they put it out straightforward. But by, by the year 2026, 100% of Nigeria's revenue will be used in servicing debts. Are we in problem here, Balazaka? Uh, I mean, uh, as I speak right now, I think uh, the economy of Nigeria is is grinding towards the cliff. Mm. And uh, if we don't do something to halt it from grinding towards the cliff, it will get to the cliff edge and eventually fall or collapse into the valley. Mm. But it's reversible. Mm. It's, it, we have the solutions. The only reason why the economy of the country 
is, is grinding towards the cliff is just because of the wrong economic models that mm. we have been using. Mm. Because Nigeria's economy is on the wrong economic trajectory. Mm. That's the principal answer. But it is something that is, is reversible and, 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 and we can redeem it. Like I said some time ago, I said if Nigeria were to be a corporate entity, right. Nigeria would have gone into liquidation a long time ago. Hmm. Because the ratio of debt to equity is so high and Nigeria is getting so geared to the point where ordinary Nigeria should have, should have gone into liquidation. Mm. But you cannot say a country is go, can go into, in, into liquidation. Mm. But it, it's reversible. And the only reason why nations are looking at Nigeria and are laughing at Nigeria and making Nigeria to look like a country of melancholies is just because we refuse to internally domesticate. That's, it's as simple as, it's as elementary as that. If we decide to internally domesticate, we can reverse everything. And like you said, in the course of our discussions, by the time we get to the, the discussion of subsidy, I mean, subsidy regime, it will be clear to everybody. Hmm. So we need to make more money, obviously, because currently we are doing 90, 89% of revenue in debt servicing, which is um, unbelievable. And um, what, what would you say? You said the model is wrong. and um, yes. It's not more money that we need. Hmm. It's better management. Hmm. It's better management. It's reversal of, of, of the trend. You, you, you cannot have... First of all, a lot of people think Nigeria is a wealthy country. Mm. It's not correct. Mm. Nigeria is a very, very poor country. And Nigeria is truly a third world country. In fact, Nigeria has reversed its trend of growth from an emerging economy to to a really poor country. Mm. But a lot of people think Nigeria is even uh, a, a developed economy. And, and that thing needs to go off our thinking. And that's why everything we do as Nigerians, we try to approach it from a capitalist point of view, which is completely wrong. Mm. We are only rich in material, human, and natural resources. So people should get me right. Mm. Nigeria is not a wealthy country, but Nigeria is rich in human material and natural resources Mm. but for you to be a wealthy country you must be able to crystallize or process your raw materials your human uh, resource your natural resource into what we call valuable assets then when they become valuable assets now you can see value and when you see value, then people will come after you. And when people come after you, then you now de- de- decide or dictate or come up with how you will be treated. But regardless of your resources, right. if you don't have the right model, mm. if you don't have the, the, the right, if you're not on the right trajectory, you will get it wrong. And unfortunately, mm. it is only in Nigeria where you will see economic, uh, I mean, political managers 
that I mean political leaders mm. that are very poor economic managers. Mm. Mm. So for anybody aspiring, and that's why we're talking about 2023, right. anybody aspiring to lead this great country come 2023, if that person or those people are not very good economic managers, then we need to start talking about it now mm. in national interest. Right. And, you know, it's like this whole thing goes around in one uh, big uh, cycle. I mean, just, just uh, years ago, um, I wouldn't say just some years ago, maybe at the turn of the century, you know, the clamor for debt forgiveness, not just Nigeria, but several uh, sub-Saharan African countries uh, sought debt forgiveness from um, the Paris Club and a number of other international donors. Uh, we paid off some about $12 billion and then uh, the remainder $18 billion was forgiven Nigeria. To imagine that uh, less than two decades later, we had the UN Secretary General come in here and uh, people were asking him, uh, I mean, you should push for debt forgiveness for Nigeria because apparently we'll still have to make uh, those debt payments, whether we're making money or not. And what, what do you think, uh, Balaz Zakari? Let me tell you, anybody going to ask for debt forgiveness yeah. on behalf of Nigeria should be stoned. Hmm. Should be stoned. The only reason why the global community thought Nigeria needed debt forgiveness, especially during Obasanjo, hmm. and they went for that and helped Nigeria, was because Nigeria was coming into, into democracy. Hmm. And globally, democracy was the way to go. It was viewed as, as the best system of governance. But based on the flagrant abuse of resources in Nigeria today, mm. between you and I, mm. if the global community, especially the creditors that forgave us, then had their own way, I will personally suggest that they come back and collect their debts. Because Nigeria does not deserve it. Because what we are seeing, I'm not trying to be political, but how do you even explain this situation? Right. Somebody wants to come and lead a country or lead you, but only the cost of expression of interest, the form for the cost of expression of interest for, of that person is more than his two years' uh, salary. Mm. How does that add up? I want to come lead you. I want to come and render public service. But the cost of the form I want to buy and feel to express my interest will be more than my salary for two years. And you expect the Western nations that are even more intelligent, more organized, more focused, to still be viewing Nigeria and expect that Nigeria deserves any debt forgiveness. And that was why I said anybody who, who talks like that Honestly, in national interest, I, I, I don't want to, 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 be, to, to be immodest, mm. you understand? But that person is bereft of knowledge and is bereft of the, the, the flagrant d destruction of our economy by, by some people, whether they call themselves economic or political leaders today. Absolutely. In case you just joined us on 99.3 Nigeria on Inform, the big hat fact today uh, with Bala Zaka, petroleum engineer and, and chartered accountant. We're looking at the International Monetary Fund regional outlook um, uh, for sub-Saharan Africa, where Nigeria's story is what we are looking at. Um, project, projected uh, debt servicing could get up to 100% in 2026. This year alone could get up to 93%, the IMF is saying. IMF says 
uh, we need to show up the revenue. Uh, Balazaka says not necessarily so. We should do something else, which is what we are doing with the management of the economy. And another big one. Keep those comments coming. I see some comments already, interesting comments on WhatsApp. Uh, the fuel subsidy, where you have been very outspoken. The IMF says because of the fuel subsidy, Balazaka, that um, we're currently doing 4 trillion. It says it could get as high as 6 trillion naira, 500 billion naira every month. And because of the fuel subsidies, Nigeria is not able to make money uh, from the high oil uh, prices globally. We're not able to uh, make money from it. And to make matters worse, Ari Aysen, who is a uh, IMF representative Nigeria said that to make matters worse, as Nigeria's an oil-producing country is having to import petrol, um, which is also worsening its situation as well as um, putting pressure on the foreign exchange. Your thoughts, uh, Bala? Well, I, I I don't blame them when they when they when they see us this way and they address us this way. Mm. Uh, about uh, about a month ago, mm. I I was I I had similar discussion with uh, a representative of of World Bank, right. and with due respect to that person, that person uh, was not a Nigerian. Mm. Uh, you know, right. he was not a Nigerian, and the person was saying, even if we internally. Refine. Right. Even if we say we are going to refine internally, mm. then what we are just going to be gaining from internal refining will not be more than five naira. Then mm. I said, oh, so at least we will even be gaining five naira per liter if we refine internally. Then in that case, that means since we are importing about 50 to 70 million liters of PMS per day, mm. which means if we are refining internally, and we will be saving five five naira per liter. Multiply that by seventy million liters per day. That means in a day, mm. we will save three hundred and fifty million Nigerian naira. Mm. Multiply that by the savings in a month, in a week. Multiply that by the savings in a month, and then multiply that five five hundred. I mean five five naira multiplied by seventy million. Then multiply that by three sixty five days of the year. Mm. That means we will be saving trillions. But you know what? Mm. Between you and I, if we refine internally, we are likely to save more than a hundred naira. Quote me. So, you, you, you see, when you look at things from that perspective, you don't blame these, these, these people. And first of all, when you talk about subsidy, right. you people need to understand the meaning of subsidy. Hmm. And please, let me define it my own way. Go ahead. Subsidy is a universally or a globally accepted pain or economic pain cushioning concept. That is one thing people need to understand. Mm. It is a globally accepted concept for reducing the pains of citizens. Mm. And that means if subsidy is not working in Nigeria for whatever reason, that will never in any way invalidate the meaning of the concept of subsidy. Mm. So that simply means every nation you go to, subsidy works. But it is only in Nigeria and this is a case of instead of facing the monster, we are running away from the concept. But let's give it to, to whoever is talking, whether IMF, World Bank, or whatever financial or international in, in institutions. Right. Now, 
they did something that I really appreciate. In Nigeria, subsidy, I mean, is gone on some products already because they, they started removing it in stages. Mm. Subsidy has been removed on kerosene. Mm. We know that. Good. Subsidy has been removed on the price of diesel. Mm. And subsidy has been removed on the price of aviation fuel. Mm. So let me start with kerosene. I am waiting for any government official or any technical person or economist to tell me what we have gained as Nigeria and Nigerians since the removal of subsidy on kerosene. The only thing that we have gained was just people have gone back to the use of firewood, Hmm. contributing to global warming and contributing to all kinds of bronchial or all all kinds of breathing issues. That's just what we have gained. Hmm. People have gone back to firewood and people have gone back to the contribute, making Nigeria to start contributing more to global warming. Let them show me one project that we have embarked on and constructed or did because we removed subsidy on, on, on kerosene. None. Go to, go to diesel. Right. Let anybody show me one thing that Nigeria and Nigerians have gained from the removal of subsidy on the price of diesel. The only things we have experienced is that strategic industrial sectors, strategic commercial sectors, and strategic domestic sectors are all shutting down. I am talking to you with proofs, and I stand to have this debate at any level, even at the level of OPEC or United Nations. Because if you go now, many companies are shutting down. Many companies cannot break even. Mm. I know many radio stations and TV stations that are now shutting down at 12. They cannot work 24 hours. Mm. Some banks, go and carry out your research. You are an Mm. energy journalist. Mm. Some banks now do not work up to the former required working hours. Mm. These things are clear. Mm. Then go to factories now and see. Mm. People are now being fired and quote me. Because of this removal of subsidy in the price of diesel, quote me that I said company income tax for this year will go down. Mm. Write it, write the time and quote me right. at the so, end of this year when companies will start making presenting right. their financials. Right, that I right. said company income tax will go down and personal income tax will go down because so many companies that are not breaking even now are firing staff. Mm. Then when you fire staff, how can you have company income, personal income tax? Mm. Then move to the aviation sector. Everybody knows the kind of insecurity that is in the country today. So traveling or using flights today is not a luxury. It's just a necessity. But if you look at the aviation sector today, what is happening there is flight cancellation, flight delays, and firing of staff. That is what is happening. So I am waiting to see that person that will tell me the advantages or the benefits we have gotten from the removal of subsidy in the price of diesel, aviation fuel, and kerosene. Because right. the only product that is remaining now is just petrol. Mm. So, but if you say that or that, that product remaining, we must remove the subsidy for Nigeria to survive. What about the other three products? Because if you go now, even to hospitals, mm. you go to hotels now, 
a hotel that is supposed to probably house probably 50 guests. Right. Do you know if that hotel has just 10 guests, that hotel must run on generator throughout the night. Mm. Mm. And that generator will be driven, but will have diesel. How can they break even? Go to hospital. A hospital that is supposed to have probably a uh, hundred capacity patients. Right. Do you know that if they only have 10 patients at night, they must run the generator on diesel? Are they breaking even? So who are those people? Which school did they go to? Which knowledge? Which certificate do they have? Which practical experience do they have that some of us do not have? Go to manufacturers. Go to SMEs and, and, and find out what they, what they are going through. So when people are talking and are just blabbing, okay, they've removed subsidy on, on the price of the three products. What has been the result? The only product people are hanging on to now is just PMS. Mm. And it's because so many who cannot afford diesel now have moved back to generators. I mean, the, the petrol generators. And you know what? If we have basic electricity, right. basic electricity, there will be glut at the filling station. Mm. Because people don't need to even bother about petrol, right. not to talk of bloody diesel. Mm. That is a product of basic and elementary chemistry. Mm. All right. We're, we're, we're going to go on a break very soon, but uh, we'll, we'd love to hear your reaction to um, the, the thought that once you, once you have the Dangote refinery come on stream, uh, maybe b- before the end of the year, it will significantly change the dynamic, is what uh, a number of people are saying. But I fathom that from what you're saying, we may not see any real difference of some sort, maybe in a different way, maybe with the exchange rate, rather than with um, the earnings that will come into the country uh, because we have one refinery working. But we'll just hold your thoughts there, Balazak. There's still the audience to interact with you uh, when we come back from this break. If you've got questions, comments, uh, we'll take them up and um, hear uh, what Balazaka has to say on the big hat facts on 99.3. And if we cannot take in everything, we'll extend next week and get Balazaka to, to do, put his finishing thoughts on many of these uh, policies that have been in place. Unfortunately, many of them, we haven't yet seen the results. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Your number one station for talk. Let's talk. This is Hard Facts. All right, half past five, 99.3 Nigeria Info. And in case you just joined us on Big Hat Facts today, we are with Bala Zaka, a chartered accountant and petroleum engineer. And we're looking at the IMF's regional outlook for sub-Saharan Africa. And we have zeroed in on the Nigerian situation where the big talk has been with the debt servicing, which is projected to rise uh, to 100% if care isn't taken by 2026. This year, it could hit 92, 93%. Uh, there's also talk around um, fuel subsidy payments, which could go up to six trillion naira from four uh, trillion naira at five hundred billion naira every month. Uh, what the projection is like, and also to uh, there's talk about inflation. Ba- Bala, great to have you still with us. Um, people loving your analysis. Uh, is Bala Zaka? Zaka uh, people asking uh, for your surname. Uh, subsidy removal on diesel has set. 99% of companies backwards to make matters worse, no electricity. To make matters worse also too, in this sort of complex equation, Bala has to deal with uh, inflation, which has been worsened by um, the crisis in Ukraine and Russia, where things like wheat and all of that has triggered off increase in prices of uh, foodstuff, which is basically the, uh, the inflation which has hit majorly around food items. 
when why Nigeria's inflation is really headed uh, uh, northwards. Well, what will you say about the inflation? No, no let me answer that quickly, sir, with due right. respect. Go ahead. Every time, it's just unfortunate right. that our economic and political leaders sometimes hinge on mirage hmm. to, 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 to justify their, their lack of performance. <laughs> there was a time they said it was due to COVID. Hmm. And now I hear many people talking is because of Ukraine-Russian war. Hmm. It's a lie. Hmm. The reason why we are having food, food, food insecurity, food issues, problems in the course of the insecurity. And a practical example is this. Look at how people have run away from the, the farms, especially mm. in the northern part of the country. Mm. Then just assume that a youth can cultivate 10 ridges of farm harvest. Mm. As I speak to you right now, just imagine that 1 million youths are not able to go to the farm because of insecurity. Multiply that by the 10 ridges of harvest. That means we, you will lose 10 million ridges of harvest. Mm. Meanwhile, we know that a youth, because I am a farmer too, mm. a youth can, can, can cultivate more than 500 ridges. Multiply that. It's, it's, it's the insecurity in the country. Let's quickly go back to this Dangote refinery that you were talking Very, about. Yeah, but go be, ahead. Be, be, yes. Before I do that, let me talk about the petroleum industry bill. Uh, there was a time they were clamoring, coming up with all clauses. People were saying, once we pass it into law, we will see this. Now we have the Petroleum Industry Act. Right. Let anybody show me the investors that have been coming. Since the bill became an act, let them show me one. Let them, anybody that is listening, because we are talking to the global community, mm. let anybody show me the investors that have been coming to help us build our economy and GDP because of the Petroleum Industry Act. What is happening, my brother and listeners, is that IOCs, international oil companies, are rather divesting out of Nigeria. They are selling off their land, and swamp oil and gas assets. Quote me that I said so. Mm. And we are experiencing further divestment. They are running away. And that is why we cannot meet up with our OPEC quota. And that is one of the reasons why we cannot even meet up with our budget volume for this year. Anybody that says if I'm wrong, no problem. We are discussing a national interest. Let that person tell me why we cannot meet up with our OPEC quota and budget volumes. Investors are divesting. But before now, many of us said, be careful. People said PIA, will Petroleum Industry Act, will, will, will pass that into law. Right. I mean, will help us boost the economy. Right. It's not correct. Mm. Let me go to Dangote Refinery. Go, go, In go the ahead. case of Dangote, I feel ashamed of myself as a Nigerian. Though I want Nigeria to have more Dangotes. Right. I will be happy if we have more dangotes in education. Let us have more dangote in health. Mm. Let us have more dangotes in journalism. Even more dangotes in sports. Mm. But when I hear people saying dangote refinery is the one that will come and save Nigeria, a country of 200 million citizens mm. from energy crisis, I cry, I cry, I cry. Though I still feel happy I'm a Nigerian. So not that I regret my nationality, <laughs> but let me tell you, go ahead. have you ever seen, if you go to a place like America, Bill Gates is an American billionaire, right. Donald Trump is a billionaire, mm. Mike Zuckerberg, Warren Buffett, have you ever heard that public officers like presidents and senators in America 
we visit Bill Gates and say, Bill Gates, we came to pay you a visit because you are the one that will save our country from computer technology or IT technology? Or have you ever heard that governors in America, presidents, will visit a Donald Trump mm. and say, we are visiting you because you will save us from estate problem or that man that came up with Kentucky chicken? Mm. Have you ever heard that people will go that they will say, you will help and save us in crisis? But in Nigeria, you will hear that these people, that people are going to pay, and um, with due respect, right. this is like a pilgrimage that that person will be the one to save Nigeria from energy crisis, especially in terms of these things that we call refined petroleum products. Right. People have forgotten that Dangote is a private initiative. Mm. And one thing I want to let you know is this, even in accounting, mm. for a private initiative like Dangote, his account basis is what we call accrual basis. Then public entities, what we, we, they use what we call cash basis. How can a whole country be relying on an individual, a private individual, who is after profit maximization and cost minimization, mm. and say that individual is the one that will come and save her from energy crisis? Plenty for us to think about uh, uh, Balazaka. Before, I'm, before I go to the phone lines, I want to get your, your thoughts very quickly. Um, May 29 marked the, the anniversary, this uh, the 70th anniversary of the President Buhari administration. Uh, so he's begun the last year of his administration, be, uh, beginning from um, yesterday. What would you say they got right or wrong? With the, with the, I remember very well, the plan was to uh, revive the refineries. The plan was to work on modular refineries. Um, all of this energy mix was meant to solve the problem. But uh, seven years down the line, it appears that this hasn't worked according to plan. I will be more comfortable. I mean, it will be more comfortable lumping uh, everything together. Mm. 1999 to now 2022. We are talking about 23 years. Good. I would prefer to lump it together and say my own mind. The last. Nigeria constructed a refinery was around 1988, 1989 or 1990. Mm. So you're talking about like 32 years ago. In the last 32 years, Nigerian generation of leaders right. Do we need a soothsayer to make us understand that Nigeria will run into energy crisis? But let's even look at 1999 to now, mm. when we went into civil governance. Mm. Do we, did we need anybody to tell us that we were going to run into energy crisis, knowing that the population will, will be rising, right. knowing that strategic industrial sectors, strategic commercial sectors, and strategic domestic sectors will require energy. Hmm. We didn't need anybody to tell us. And that is why, as far as I'm concerned, hmm. the current generation of leaders, especially the political leaders and economic leaders, are completely detached from the realities of Nigeria. Hmm. Because I had the opportunity of discussing with some elites, and I was ashamed of myself as Nigerian when some of them were talking about solar because when we were talking about price of diesel going high they said they, they don't even use that they use solar which is a lie what drives the economy is SME or are the SMEs how many barber shop owners are using uh, solar, solar? Hmm. 
How many hairdressers are using solar? All those people in computer village, how many of the computer villages, how many of them are using solar? So you can see that our leaders, our current leaders are truly detached from the reality. Hmm. So everything that has to do with this, you know, they came up with all kinds of reasons right. why they needed to remove subsidy in PMS. At the point, they connected it to lies on smuggling. Forgetting that for anything to be smuggled out of your country, it is because your customs and immigrations are not doing their jobs. Mm. At mm. the point they said, no, they cannot be subsidizing consumption. And I said, the reality of Nigeria today is this. That petrol you think is a consumption to you who is giving it or selling it to that person, he needs it to be able to process what will generate revenues for him. Mm. And in the chain of manufacturing, and production, what may be a consumption to you may be something that I need as a catalyst. So people should stop saying that petrol, we for, you are subsidizing consumption. That is what the barber needs to be able to generate revenue. That is what the hairdresser needs. That person in the computer village, even some of these little hospitals now right. that cannot afford uh, diesel, right. that is what they need to be able to power certain things and keep Nigerians and patients alive. All right, we're going to ask you to hold your fire now, Balazaka. I'm, I'm going to put you on the firing range now because... I, please, uh, <laughs> they should fire <laughs> as hard as possible. And, and throw open the phone lines uh, on Big Hat Park. We have Balazaka, um, petroleum engineer as well as um, chartered accountant, uh, public affairs analyst, I'm sure you can hear uh, the great thoughts and opinion he has about several things. This is majorly around the debt problem. We have inflation. We've also thrown in uh, the subsidy crisis uh, the IMF has asked and told us that we're going into troubled waters. The number to call 0700-993-993-993. Again, 0700-993-993-993. And then the ladies can call on this line also, 01465-7190. Again, 01465-7190. So Bala will... Take, let's say, the first four questions or comments, and then you can react to them, and we'll take the next batch of four. If that's okay no with worries. you. No worries. All right, great. Hello and good evening. Hello. Great to have you join us. How are you, sir? Brilliant. What's your name and where are you calling from? I want to give you my special appreciation for mm. all the analysis you are doing. Mm. Nigeria is in trouble, given all the facts you have stated. So I just want to find out, now that... There are no benefits from diesel regulation and uh, removal of subsidy, also in kerosene. What will be the hope of Nigerians if there is also removal of PMS by next year as being proposed? Because I, I'm shaking here from all these analysis you made. My name is Tony Okafo from Ikuru. All right, thank, thank you, you very much, uh, Tony. Uh, let's get to Kayode in Ikotun. Hello, Kayode. Great to have you join us. Yeah, good evening, Algon. Good. Please go ahead. Yeah, Mr. Balan, thank you very much. See, um, what I just want to say is this. I like the analysis and everything. But we, I would like us, like we've done, to also wrap this thing. Because the, the, the Nigerian problem is that, you see, Nigerian man on the street doesn't understand that the vote is going to cast. The politician is following. He doesn't know that it has a relationship with what happens in his economic, economic life. They don't understand that policies, these guys are going there 
to go and determine these policies. Mm. They don't understand that the dollars that they are sharing as delegates mm. is related to how much is going to buy the dollar tomorrow and how it's going to affect his life. Mm. So we need to start wrapping around so that the man on the street knows that he has a decision to take. And right. that whatever decision is taking is related to these things that are happening. It's right. related to the price of food. It's right. related to the price of diesel. Right. It's related you. to the price of PMS. Right. Whether you're going to have light or not. Thank you very much. There, there's uh, a Kyle disconnect. Lee. The analysis needs to be complete so that it will wrap it around to say, right. see, it's about you. That decision you're taking is, is what is causing all these things that Mr. Balaz is saying. Right. Thank you very much, uh, Kayode. And um, um, thank you. Hello and good evening. Hello, great to have you join us. What's your name, please, and where are you calling from? Okay, my name is Bayo. All right, Bayo, we'll need you to speak up, please. We can barely okay. hear you. Yes. Um, good evening, Mr. Bala. You see, like I always tell people, I think I concur with virtually everything you have said concerning this petroleum sub of the team. There is no way, except we change our structure, there is no way, except to change our, I mean, the way, the way our policies in terms of uh, this petroleum um, what it, operation, uh, as far as it's concerned, there is nothing this Dangote, whatever, could, could bring as to what we are currently experiencing now. The question I need to ask, number one, how far has this Dangote cement, how far has it even helped? How far has it changed the dynamics of, uh, in terms of pricing, in terms of availabilities and all that? That's what an average engineer should consider. And when this one also comes, if I mean, the, 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 what I can call cancerous element there is the structure, is the policy, if there is no implementation and enforcement in, as, as, uh, in terms of corruption, right. in terms of this recklessness we have, there is no way, right. you know, even if it comes to the operation, you still be, you know, at the advantage of this segment of people that are already the beneficiary of it. Thank you very much. Um, so that's a minute gone. Uh, let's get some, let's get one more call and we get Balazakas uh, reactions to um, this one. Uh, let's see who goes next. Uh, hello and good evening. Hello. Great to have good you evening. join us. What's your name, please, and where are you calling from? This is Joy from Ikeja. All right, Joy, please go ahead. I want to say a very big thank you to your resource person. Mm. This is the kind of person we need in a government to actually help us with policy making. So like the kind of people who have said that um, are highly political, you know, I just say God bless him. And I just hope he's going to be among those that'll be, you know, our policymaker in uh, 2023 time to come. Uh, thank you so much once again. All, yeah. all right. Thank <laughs> you, Joe. Not sure that Bala has any political ambition. Uh, what, one more, one more, one more call, then we get Bala's reaction Hello? I get for the next batch. Hello and good evening. Good evening. What's your name, please, and where are you calling from? My name is Goodness. I'm calling from Ecology. All right, Goodness. Let's do this very quickly. Look, I like the analysis of uh, the reason why Everything has turned upside down in this country. Mm. Is that uh, uh, our leaders? Uh, since 2015, if they want to put the refinery in place, in Madagascar, mm. they will do it. But the only thing that we are seeing as a masses, as a Nigerian, that uh, as the money is coming out after the government, says, right? There are people they are calling they, they pocket the money. They are pocketing the money. That is why. They cannot be able to do anything. Mm. But the only thing I'm saying that God, God, God will help us. Eh? 
And in 2023, I pray that everything will change. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, uh, one message on WhatsApp, Goki, from the United Kingdom, writes, uh, Tanguti refineries for business and profit, so it won't really help the country much, especially uh, for the fact that it will be uh, monopolized, bro. All right, Bala, you, you want to give your reactions um, so we, before we go to the next batch of calls? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, for the first person uh, that made the call, uh, and he was asking about the hope of Nigeria come 2023, yeah. I can tell you that a lot of people are very feeling very bad. Because first of all, what I just want anybody, everybody to understand is this, and I stand to be challenged by any petroleum engineer, any process engineer, any, any chemical engineer or mechanical engineer or any uh, energy journalist that I said refining is elementary chemistry. It's not even advanced chemistry. It only involves the principle of boilers, fractionating towers, fraction, uh, distillation columns, and sweeteners. Sweetness is just to put those things and sweeten and differentiate the product. And it uses what we call temperature differentials. At a given temperature, cooking gas that we call LPG will come out. At another temperature, diesel, petrol, kerosene will come out. Anything beyond that is cosmetics. Quote me that I say so. And I'm waiting for those who will say it is, it is a lie. And mm. one shameful thing that many people don't know is that as I speak today, the person superintending over the organization of petroleum exporting countries in the whole world, OPEC, is a Nigerian by name Alhaji Sanusi Barkindo. Mm. Even for just honor, can't we be, be able or decide to internally refine you have your own man superintending over the whole wall of oil cartel. But mm. basic chemistry and elementary refining is difficult. So it's shameful. It's not only some of people like me that are feeling bad. Even at the level of Sanusi Barkindo, I will be surprised if he is a happy person. On what Kayode said about interest, in political interest, it's very clear. At the beginning of this discussion, I said, right. how can you apply to a company to want to be a manager but your form of expression of interest is more than two times of your yearly salary that was just what we have discovered with our politicians hmm. go to most of the parties the cost of the form alone if you check they said it's more than their salaries for two years and does that make sense if you look at from that point the guess is as good as everybody's hmm. That means something is wrong. I cannot want to come and serve you. Then the salary, the form only I will buy to express my interest. The cost, the salary you will pay me for two years right. is not up to the cost of the form. Something is not adding up. I will just want to stop at that place. Then Bayo wanted to know about whether Dangote refinery can help. You remember at a point I mentioned American billionaires doing well. Mike Zuckerberg, Donald Trump, you know, all those people, uh, Warren Buffett. Right. Yes, it's good for us to have many dangotes, many of them. But the advantage is as a country, if you look at the U.S., U.S. senators, they don't go to Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or whatever. But if you touch their citizens, right. U.S. will come after you. Because those citizens 
are developing products that are being sold to the whole world and they are complying with their civic responsibilities of paying taxes and levies. So if we have many dangotes in aviation, oil and gas, whatever, we will be proud having them as Nigerians because they will extend their services, especially in oil and gas. If they refine enough, they will be selling to the West African Mm sub-region. They will be selling to some countries within the the continent of Africa. They will have depots there. And Nigerians may be those working in those places, you know. And at the end of the day, they will be paying taxes and levies, Mm -hmm. which is good. So all we need is to pray to have more dangotes and make sure they employ more Nigerians, send them across the continent of Africa and be paying their taxes. But not to say we depend on them to bail out Nigeria from the, the responsibilities of those we have elected. Very true. Then for, for Sister Joy from Ikeja, I really appreciate her. But unfortunately, I don't have a political ambition. <laughs> you know, if I were to have political ambition, maybe I wouldn't be talking in, in strong terms like this. Mm. But our one knows me, and he knew me more than 10 or 15 years ago. <laughs> if we, we just, some of us, just have to... To, to sit down and right. tell it the way it is, mm. whether you are my brother or sister, whether you are Awogo. As I speak to you now, from natural gas alone, alone right. Right. we can drive the gas turbines and generate electricity. If we have enough electricity, who will bother about bloody diesel? Who will <laughs> bother, bother about bloody, bloody kerosene or even cooking gas? Right. And from that same natural gas, you will get you ammonia from ammonia you will get urea from urea you will get fertilizer and be sufficient in in in, in agriculture and As I yesterday my younger brothers were talking to me about fertilizer a bag of fertilizer is 22,000 naira in zaria hmm. But so like, uh, we're good. We're going to bring you back next week. We're out of time, and I, I, like I, I said, and I told the listeners, it's almost impossible to wrap all of this up uh, in the time we have. But we come for part two, where you can a- answer all the questions uh, they have at you. But thank you very much, Balazak. No worries. Time, and um, we'll do this again next week, uh, same time. Uh, for all the listeners, uh, please don't forget we'll have Balazaka again, chartered accountant, petroleum engineer, to help unwrap a lot of these things. In case you don't know, now you know, those of us who are in science classes, uh, petroleum refining, simple elementary chemistry. We, we taught this in, in secondary school, and we wonder why we make such a big deal now of having a refinery. Go on a quick break. We'll be right back on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Don't go anywhere.